Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hi, and welcome to part two of the six personalities of Michael Easton. Last week, we talked about John McBain and Stephen Clay, Caleb Morley, Morley, and Michael Morley. And this week, we're going to talk about Silas Clay and Hamilton Finn. Enjoy. In May 2013, we meet Silas Clay. Which explains why we were all so confused. Because thinking back on it, I don't think I realized they were so close together. Neither did I. I felt like it was, well, we've talked about this. We get so many episodes that... It feels like much longer. Yes. And it's only been two months. Right. And it's been so long since we watched it. In my mind, there was the vampire storyline yes. with McBain. And then that kind of like rested for, I mean, I don't know the exact time frame, but it felt like a year or so. So whenever he came back, it wasn't quite so, wait, who are you? Well, and they were really able to create the new characters very quickly then because <laughs> right. they don't film. I mean, it was very quick because so John Mc... <laughs> Michael Easton was still under contract with ABC. Yes. So a whole bunch of stuff there, but they found a place for him. He started as Silas Clay in 2013, in, in May of 2013. We met him at the hospital in New York City, and Sam had come looking for Morgan, who had been taken to the hospital. And she sees Silas, but thinks he's Steven, starts <laughs> freaking out and is like, you guys need to call the cops. This guy's a killer. Blah, blah, blah. And he's just standing there like, what? What are you doing right now? A reenactment of Lucy whenever she saw McBain. Yes. And then finally he gets her to calm down and she says, well, you look just like this guy, Stephen Clay. He's like, yeah, I'm his older brother, Silas. I haven't seen him in about 10 years. And Sam fills Silas in on everything that he has been doing. Basically everything that you just went over. And then some, because there was still a lot of stuff on Port Charles. Right. And 
also told him that he has a nephew, Rafe. So a few days later, Silas came to Port Charles to meet Rafe, and he soon petitioned to get custody or for guardianship of Rafe. Sorry. He is so funny. (laughs) Michael Easton really has like this great dry humor that I just love it. So he and Sam go to court and he's represented by Diane and Diane actually tears apart Sam and says that she's an unfit mother. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not going to get into all that. But so Danny was in the courtroom and Silas saw red bumps on his arms. And that's when he told her that Danny was sick. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are you saying? I can't be a good mother. I don't know when my kid's sick. He's like, no, I'm just telling you, you need to get your kid to the hospital right now. Right. And then it turns out that, so like, yeah, I'm not going to cover all Danny's illness, but this is when he had to get the bone marrow transplant and all of that. So Silas actually winds up getting custody of Rafe and he decides to take a job at General Hospital so that he can stay in Port Charles because Rafe has come to know other people and he's also able to help Danny with his recovery. Mm -hmm. Well, he builds his relationship with Rafe and Rafe's talking about his troubles with Molly. Rafe reminds us that TJ slept with another girl, (gasps) Felix's sister, when he thought that Rafe and Molly were seeing each other. Did not discover all of it, But that's exactly what Rafe said in the scene with him and Silas. So it's relevant. Uh Uh-huh. So we're going to have to look into that. Because I did not remember that. Yep. And then also at the hospital, Franco had been admitted with his tumor. Mm -hmm. And Ava was coming to see him and saw Silas. She had only joined a couple days before Silas had. Oh, wow. Is when we met Ava. Yep. It was obvious that he and Ava had a past. Silas also met Kiki, who was... Kristen Anderson, yes, who had been star manning, right? But had to become a new character because of the one life to live. I wonder if they got confused on set. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> to read all these different names and be like, star, no, I mean, Kiki. So Silas met her and asks about her father, who she says is Franco. When Kiki left, Silas, oh, and Franco is Roger Howarth. Obviously now you know who that is. Um, but he had been Todd Manning. Mm-hmm. So this is all three of them coming back. When Kiki left, Silas told Ava that he doesn't think Franco is Kiki's dad. And Ava says, no, he tells her that he thinks that he is Kiki's dad, not Franco. And Mm -hmm. she's like, no, you're not. And walks away. And then Morgan, who at the time was with Kiki, not with Ava, called her out on lying and said Silas is Kiki's dad. Kiki had submitted her bone marrow to be tested for Danny. And Silas took it to run a DNA test to prove that he was the father. Mm-hmm. So Michael Easton loves to steal DNA tests. Yes. Yes, he does. Ava then pulled a knife on Silas, threatening him that if he told Kiki he was her father, you know, she'd kill him. And he actually walked her through <laughs> the best way to do it. He's like, you want to go down and you want to kind of like curve it around here, you know. And then for some reason, the paper printed that Franco wasn't Kiki's dad. It said something like Kiki's not a quarter main or something like that. Because remember they thought that Franco was a quarter main. So right. It was something to that effect. Mm -hmm. Did not go back and remember all of that. But Silas went and told Kiki, hi, I'm your dad. And over all of this, Sam and Silas Mm -hmm. grew close, even though at the beginning they butted heads, they grew close because he was helping cure Danny. And again, Kelly Monaco and Michael Easton, awesome couple. And they finally get together while Sam is looking for more family information because she didn't know her dad, her past, her anything. So she wanted to find more info. And this is when Detective Nathan West keeps calling Silas and he just ignores it and lets it go to voicemail. Turns out Silas is married. Mm -hmm. That might be important to know. He tells Sam that when he was 18, he went to Columbia for school and met Nina. They got married and her family didn't approve because he was poor 
and eventually they started to grow apart and Silas wound up having an affair with Ava. Nina tried to kill herself with pills that put her and it put herself into a coma. Ava had discovered that she was pregnant and named someone else as the baby's father so that it couldn't prove that they had an affair. Nina's family never let him see her while she was in the hospital in the coma. So that stinks. That was whenever she was pregnant too. That's that whole storyline of she's still looking for this baby that did she have, did she not have? Well, that comes down later. <laughs> Detective West is trying to investigate Silas because he thinks that he tried to kill Nina, not that she took her own life. Mm. Sam and Silas went to the clinic to say goodbye to Nina and she wasn't there. And Madeline was there and said that Madeline is Nina's mom was there and said that Nina was dead and Nathan continues to go after Silas. Soon after Madeline tells him, you know what? She is alive. <laughs> and Nathan starts to see that Silas would not have hurt Nina. Turns out that Madeline had done it to Nina, had drugged her mm -hmm. because she was pregnant and Madeline didn't want her having Silas's baby, her husband's baby. Right. It only makes sense that <sighs> you would then drug her. <laughs> Nina then appeared at Danny's birthday party. I remember that. Yeah. Silas wound up having her move in. I am missing a lot. I'm just like really skimming like the surface of all this. Just go to YouTube. Silas had her move in and she thinks that they're going to basically pick up where they left off 20 years ago. And he does tell her, you know, I'm with Sam, but I want to take care of you. You're still my wife. Although they do wind up getting divorced. She offers to move out and he says that it's not necessary. And Nina winds up causing tension between Sam and Silas intentionally oh yeah and sam, sam breaks up with him because he, she sees that he's still in love with her foreshadowing for what was going to be coming later with jason coming back to life maybe <laughs> then ray found out that nina was coming between sam and silas so she gave him 500 dollars to keep quiet and to leave town he leaves and gets in a car accident and winds up on life support which Silas decides to take him off because he was just not going to be coming back from it. And Nina is on his side during all of this and almost tells him the truth and then changes her mind. And Silas feels really guilty for Rape's death, like he should have been paying more attention to him and not to Sam and not to Nina and all that. And Silas actually blames Patrick for just letting Rafe die, for letting Rafe just die. Sam believes Patrick did not do it intentionally and investigates to prove his innocence. And then Nina, as part of her revenge scheme, drug Silas so that she can get pregnant again. But Sam walked in interrupting them. <laughs> Nina tells Silas how she has struggled emotionally since she woke up, as you would. Right, 20 years out. 20 years in a coma. <laughs> and he vows to take care of her and apologizes for not doing more for her. Nina eventually tells him that she would like to have a baby with him and they discuss it. They reminisce about the past and all the romance they used to have. And she stands up from her wheelchair. Oh, sorry. She was in a wheelchair. <laughs> she wasn't walking after her coma. Right. Oops. So then she stands up and does a strip tease for him and they make love. But Silas soon finds out that she's been able to walk for quite some time. Then Nina winds up stealing Avery. Okay. This little girl has been only around for how many years? And she's been kidnapped like four times. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Silas sides with Ava. And I forget why I wrote that. Oh, because against Nina. Yes. Mm -hmm. Eventually, Silas, Ava, Kiki, and Morgan find Avery. Nina and Ava wind up in jail. Nina, I think, because she drugged Silas and Ava because I think she was trying to kill Nina. I don't remember. And I watched it, and it's just out of my head right now. So then Kiki gets custody of Avery, which Silas helps her take care of the baby. Ava breaks out of jail. Silas finds her and finds out that she has cancer. I forgot that Ava had cancer. Me too. Ava be begs him to euthanize her and he won't do it. Instead, he takes Avery, gets bone marrow from her and saves Ava's life. So 
two bone marrow transplants mm-hmm. in a very short period of time that he has conducted. But, you know, that's a problem that he just operated on a child and an adult without consent from any I'm of them. Sonny hasn't killed him. It didn't kill him at that time. Oh, that's a good point. And there are more stories that involve Kiki and Ava, but he's kind of more of a supporting character in them. And mm-hmm. so it didn't really, not that it didn't matter, but nothing really happened to him again until he was stabbed in the back on July 31st, 2015. And for quite some time, it was unknown who killed him. But Franco found Nina holding a bloody knife beside his body. And about a month later, we find out that Madeline had killed Silas so that she could get Nina's money. Mm. So that was July 2015. And I found an article from TV Insider about, and they asked him, they asked Michael Easton, why did you get the boot as Silas Clay? And he says, I truly don't know. I'm not involved in what goes on behind the scenes. I've never had a meeting with executive producer Frank Valentini and I never had a meeting with former head writer, John Carl Vitati. And he says that, so then the next question is, that's hard to believe because you've been in some pretty cockamamie situations on <laughs> GH. Cockamamie. <laughs> There's never been a problem that required a pow, a powwow. And he said the only character I ever had a problem with was Silas. And that became more of a policy thing about not being able to adjust the script. It was literally, here's the lines, here are the stage directions for the scene, do it exactly this way. It was too specific and very limiting, and I think it showed. Maybe it wasn't limiting for other actors, but I didn't feel my performance was inspired. It wasn't free and in the moment the way it feels now. It's not the way I grew up in the business, not the way I learned the craft, but that was the umbrella I worked under, and it's pretty clear I didn't do well with Silas. I don't know, I kind of liked Yeah. So, good job for not doing your job well. I liked it. I don't know... I don't ask to be told in advance what's going on with the story, but after a while, I realized that Silas was in a box. Mm. He was merely reacting to other people doing stuff around him, and I felt my existence coming, and and one day it came. I felt my exit was coming, and one day it came. So he took it really well, and obviously he has come back as Hamilton Finn, and that was in March 2016. So, I mean, he was off for a while. Yeah, I don't think I realized. That felt like more of the gap. Right. The The time gap that I thought between McBain and Silas rather than Silas and Finn. I agree. Don't you hate when you're listening to a great podcast and suddenly you're interrupted by an ad? I know. Thank goodness. Stitcher lets us listen to our favorite podcasts like Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, and many more ad-free for only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year. Go to stitcher.com slash premium to sign up today. Use promo code PEER54 for one month free on us. So with Finn, we first met him and Monica called him. I was like, hi, this is Monica. I met you. It says like WHO's Geneva conference. And I have someone here who needs your help. And all you see is this hand just stroking this little bearded lizard. (laughs) And it zooms out and it's Michael Easton and he hangs up. And that's like the end of the show, the episode that day. Mm -hmm. The next day he steps off the elevator carrying Roxy in her little container and introduces himself to Elizabeth, who tells him how much he looks like Silas Clay. Eventually, he gets to Monica, who also tells him that she did not realize (laughs) how much he resembles Silas Clay. And Carly mentions it when she meets him, because her housekeeper left running out of the room, scared of Roxy. And I'm going to, you have to go back and watch these scenes. You know how I've always said that I think they need to put him on the autism spectrum? Yeah. They should have. Mm -hmm. Because he's definitely not 
showing the same characteristics that he had been right before. But at the time, it, they I really wish they had because that really could have done a lot for the community mm-hmm. that you can be attractive. You can, you can actually do everything that everyone else can do. You just need some differences. Well, we've said that about Roxy too. He needed Roxy with him all the time. Whenever he first got started, right. it was an issue of they had to let him have it at the um, hotel and all of that kind of stuff. And now you're like, where is Roxy at? Except for here or there. And we only hear about her. Right. Like did Roxy die? You know, I mean, we, we made it through the two Annabelles. Yeah. We made it through the two Fosters. Oh, right. Annabelle was the Q's dog. Yep. So we can make it through another Roxy. Maybe they don't want to upset Violet. So I did look up, though, because I did know. So only dogs and in some cases, miniature horses can be are like universally service animals. Mm -hmm. There is a difference between service and support animals. Service animals have been trained. Support animals have not. Service animals are protected by ADA. Support is not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lizards are not covered because he came from Minneapolis, Minnesota. They're not covered there and they're not covered in New York. Okay. So thanks for that research. Now we know. Yeah. Don't claim your lizard as your I've been wanting to <laughs> service animal. I've been wanting to talk about that, but we haven't seen her. So you know. And this is where I just got wrapped up in watching and forgot to take a lot of my notes. So he comes to Port Charles to help Tracy because she had worms on her brain. Mm, oh yeah. Yeah. Remember that whole thing? Yeah. And Tracy loves him and like begs him to stay. And this is when Obrecht was chief of staff. She winds up getting, she winds up getting voted off and there's room for her or for Finn to get an offer. And so he comes to Port Charles and stays. And then the next line, it just says on June 20th, 2016, he revealed to Hayden Barnes that he's dying because from day one, well, not day one, but from the first week we saw him injecting himself. Mm -hmm. So and it was really funny because he was talking to Carly. Oh, he's actually the one that suggested to Carly to find the kidney donor. Oh, right. oh, 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 hold it. I had a whole thought about this. Okay. <laughs> so Nell is Silas and Nina's daughter. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So that makes Nell half sister of Kiki and half brother of Rafe. Okay. And niece of Stephen Clay, Caleb Morley, Michael Morley. Okay. And granddaughter of Madeline Reeves, which explains a lot. Yes. Yes. That's an easy way to explain her crazy. Yeah. Oh, and also in the first episode that we saw of Silas in New York City, Bernie Watson was there. She was a nurse, but she was not Aunt Stella. Oh. Yeah. She was not Aunt Stella. (laughs) She just said, Dr. Clay, we need you. Oh, sorry. I didn't see that you were with someone. Something like that. (laughs) So those were my little side notes. I really liked my chart. I drew a chart, too, about now. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he's at the Metro Court, Metro Court talking to Carly and a lot of his clips were kind of out of, you had to find like Finn and so-and-so. Okay. Like, there were a lot of chopped up mm-hmm. and I realized that I was running out of time. And so I had to skip over some, but I'm assuming that she saw his needles and was like, I'm diabetic. So they're at the Metro Court and he starts to eat a cookie with a fork and knife, <laughs> which I just thought was cute. And then, She's like, you're diabetic. And so that all comes out. So he tells Hayden that he's dying. And then he was also a suspect in the murder of the attempt of the attempted murder of Lucas Jones. 
He was also a suspect in the deaths of patients at the hospital, but was in prison when Dr. Mays was murdered, making it impossible for it to be him. And then it doesn't say who it was. So we'd have to go back and do that whole thing. Mm -hmm. On December 22nd, 2016, he was cured of Blackwood syndrome, as is Hayden, who also got the disease after cutting her finger. And that was when they were in the lab together. And I think like glass broke and they Mm -hmm. each had cuts afterward. Afterward, their brush with death, they started... A relationship and it was also revealed that he is addicted to zen zen which we don't see him meditate anymore either no nope. no nope. i'm actually just going to go up and read his background and then i'll add a little bit of extra because i think that it really does do a good job of covering it so finn had lost his wife because of what hayden's father raymond berlin did due to raymond's ponzi scheme the clinic where finn was researching lost funding and he was unable to continue his research and finn har- harbors a lot of guilt about his wife Rako's death. Finn reveals to Hayden Barnes that Rako wanted him to return home to her family. However, however, Finn was set on continuing his research, so Rako met, made the decision to stay with Finn. During his research, Finn inadvertently exposed Rako and himself to the disease that ended up killing her and infecting him. And his guilt is part of what drives him to find a cure. So that's a little bit more background about like even before Finn came, kind of. Mm-hmm. This is all out of order. I'm sorry. I did a really bad job with Finn for as much as I love him because I thought (laughs) I was good and didn't need to. Mm -hmm. In May 2017, Finn and Hayden suspect that someone has been tampering with the drug results. So they switched it with Hayden's sample because remember they were getting drug. He was getting drug tested Mm -hmm. because he did. He was an addict. He took his steps. He recovered. Right. But they were having to drug test him all Mm -hmm. the time. And someone was testing with the drug results and they had to switch it with Hayden sample and they wanted to see if it came out positive, which it did, but something else came out positive and Griffin told them that Hayden was pregnant. After finding out Hayden wasn't sure she wanted to be a mom and Finn told her that he would support her in whatever she decided. And eventually with Finn's support, she decided to keep the baby. Hayden and Finn have also expressed their love for each other. I loved that house that they had. Yes. Or they were trying to have. That was a really sweet scene. Like I still remember them going to look at the house and mm-hmm. he proposed and yeah. That and that's where beautiful. he found the letter that right. she was leaving. In July, 2017, Sam was brought to the hospital by her husband, Jason Morgan, even though it was Drew and eventually diagnosed with her toxoplasmosis, a disease that she had contracted back in February when she gave birth to her daughter, Scout, who, Oh, I forgot to mention Silas Clay had told her she was pregnant with. Oh, okay. Yep. Man. Did I miss like a whole, oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Finn had told her that she was pregnant in August, 2016, because she had come back from a trip with Greece, come back from a trip from Greece with Jason and Finn had discovered that she was pregnant. She also was exposed to something else too, but she was pregnant. So, but yeah, so later on after she has scout, she's diagnosed with toxoplasmosis in August, the infection was neutralized and Sam got better. In September 2017, Finn and Hayden were supposed to get married, and Hayden suddenly left town after leaving a note for him saying that she had lost the baby, but it was clear that she did not, but Finn didn't know that, and that Anna Devane blackmailed him to help her take down Cassandra Pierce, and they pretend to be a couple, but eventually they grew closer. Yuck. In January 2018, Finn had confronted Cassandra, and this was really funny, too, though, because he had a lot of disdain for Anna Mm -hmm. during this whole time. Well, you would too if I'm blackmailed too. I know. He didn't want to go on a top secret mission, but he did. And after Cassandra 
kidnapped Anna. She eventually drugged him by blowing her drug powder in his face. And he fought back, but the but needed medical attention. And at the hospital, he told Anna he had killed her, but she told him, no, you didn't. <laughs> she told him because Sandra was drugged and ended up in a coma. Then on January 24th, Cesar Faison held Finn at gunpoint in Anna's house and confronted him about and confronted him, but Anna saved him. She knocked him out for his own protection. Later on, she woke him up to make sure he was okay after Faison had been shot by Jason Morgan. Finn did his best to keep, keep Faison alive despite everything that he had done to him, even though he didn't care if he lived or died. That's the doctor's oath. Mm-hmm. And he let Anna know how he felt and she pushed him away for his own protection. Then he started a friendship with Alexis Davis during their group meetings. Oh, and the other thing is he and Carly had a really good friendship when he first came. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like that they got rid of that. On March 13th, 14th, he punched Julian Jerome in the face because he was touching Roxy, and he was arrested by his half-brother, Harrison Chase, Mm -hmm. but was later released when Julian dropped the charges. Over the next few months, Chase tried to bond with Finn, who was initially wanting nothing to do with him. However, he later confessed that he didn't have a problem with him. He had a problem with their dad, who got married again so soon after Finn's mom had died. Why do they have different names? Last names. I don't if know. they have the same dad. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know either. Maybe Chase is mom. I don't know. Right. Maybe Chase's mom didn't take her husband's name. So Maybe. then didn't want their kids. To Did they ever talk name? about that though? No, they've never said anything about it. And we've talked about it before. Cause, I think Cause they both weird. have presidential first names. Right. So despite Finn's initial feelings about Chase in the coming months, he softens towards him. And now they have a good brotherly relationship. Yeah, they do. And then at the 2018 Nurses Ball, Finn confesses to Anna that he still cared about her and Alexis overheard. He then started a relationship with Anna, but felt bad about breaking Alexis's heart, even though she knew he never got over Anna. Yeah. Poor Alexis. She's everybody's like... I know. Get over, girl. On June 6th, he ran into his dad, Gregory Chase. Again, maybe Finn took his mom's name. Maybe. Since he hates his dad, so I think much. that I think that that was mentioned. Okay. Okay. I don't remember him saying it, but that would make sense. I don't either, but I think that that might be okay. In August, Finn was kidnapped by the same people who had kidnapped Anna several weeks before, and it was revealed that Anna was bait for Finn so that he could bring Cassandra Pierce out of her coma, which he did accomplish. Finn and Anna told her that they woke her up so that she could help them figure out who their captors are. Why would you wake up an international <laughs> drug lord just to find out the people who kidnapped you that you escaped from? Nope. Okay. Some of their storylines extra crazy. Oh, here's the thing. I'm reading this and I'm sure at the time it totally made sense. She eventually agreed to help them and pretend to be in a coma when Finn and Anna tracked their captors into drinking spiked drugs as part of their plan to escape. Jason Robert Scorpio found Finn and Anna and they all escaped as Cassandra was Kidnapped by a mysterious man wearing a Cassidine man ring. <laughs> when was that? That was 2018. That, that was Nicholas. That was Nicholas. They were planning him to come back way back then. I guess so. Wow. We probably saw it and forgot about it. Yeah. Because it took so long. Year and a half, guys. On September 21st, Finn and Chase's dad, Gregory, came to town and it revealed that he was sick and needed Finn to treat him. Despite Finn's reservations, he again... He agreed to treat him. On October 29th, Finn and Anna visited Brett West- Brit Westbourne in Pentonville, and they offered her a deal that they would get her out of prison and score her freedom in exchange for helping them catch her mother, Dr. Liesl Obrecht, who was on the run for kidnapping Peter August. She agreed, 
to the deal and Finn made Brit sick by giving her a drug of some kind. And this is kind of more like what I was saying with Silas. He's kind of side, like he's part of other people's story, but it's not necessarily something happening to him. Mm -hmm. In November 2018, Finn did get a letter from Hayden asking if he could meet her in Rome. And he decides to go to Cuba with Anna instead to help her catch Obrecht. Yeah. In January 2019, Anna was brought to the hospital after suddenly going blind. And Finn worked with Griffin to determine the cause. And she got her sight back. And it was Dr. Cabot and the whole dual twin test thing. Mm-hmm. More about Anna's stuff. In April 2019, Finn bought a Sapphire engagement ring and was going to propose to Anna, but timing was never good, and it seemed like something always came up. Robert eventually ended up with Finn's ring, and that was a lot of fun to watch him teasing Finn. In May 2019, Finn demanded Robert to give back the ring, but he didn't know Robert had lost it by accident. Finn got a knockoff of the ring he bought from Robert, but automatically knew the difference. At the 2019 Nurses' Ball... Finn found his ring on Yvonne Godfrey, who had Alzheimer's, and Finn asked Sonny for help. Because Mike had... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Finn and Sonny then told Sonny's dad, Mike Corbin, that he had bought a knockoff ring, but it was a lie to keep my Mike from having a meltdown. Finn switched the rings with Mike, who gave Yvonne the fake ring, while Finn got, Finn got back the real one. As Anna was on stage, the ring was thrown towards her, out towards her, and Finn went up to her, got down on one knee, and nervously proposed, and she said yes. Everyone cheered! Well, I didn't. <laughs> More sideline. He was involved with the Ryan thing. <laughs> the Ryan thing. On July 8th... Oh, yeah, because remember, he made Ryan have a seizure. Yes. Yeah. On July 8th, Finn was surprised to see that his ex fiance Hayden, has returned to Port Charles, and she crashed Franco and Elizabeth's wedding. I don't know that she crashed it no. because she's Elizabeth's sister. Yeah. Crashed is the I'm side pretty chick sure she was breaking invited. In, yeah, trying to stop the wedding. She wasn't trying to stop it. She pretty, surprised guest. Right. RCP'd no and was able to make it anyway. Yeah. Still improper etiquette, but it wasn't crashing. But I'm sure Elizabeth didn't exactly tell Finn everyone who said yes. Right. So oh well. On July 31st, Finn went to Windermere to warn Valentine and Nina that Cassandra Pierce resurfaced in Italy, but she had gone underground. In August, okay, more sideline, more Dr. Cabot. He talked to Drew about Cabot and asked if he would reach out to him at all. Drew said no, that he didn't even know him. And then, so, okay, Hayden came in July. It wasn't until October 23rd that Finn was called to work to treat a little girl who was sick, and Hayden revealed that that patient is their daughter, after Finn got to know Violet a bit, he got her fever down and promised to help her feel better. Finn confronted Hayden about lying to him about the miscarriage, especially especially since she had robbed him of the first couple of years of Violet's life. And that's where General Hospital fandom leaves off. It's only been a couple months. I mean, he's grown to love Violet. We love Violet. Hayden's gone. Hayden's gone. We're not in love with that. But yeah, so that's that's Hamilton Finn. That's the six personalities that Michael Easton has portrayed on. I don't know how he did it. It was confusing enough to watch, to try to play it, especially when they had the other One Life to Live characters. I wish you could get a clip of them trying to rehearse because how you're not calling right. Franco Todd and Kiki Starr and him, any of his other personalities. Yeah. Crazy. And 
it seems like he's the same guy, but like when you watch him, uh, okay, I know that Michael Easton <laughs> is the same guy. No, I knew what you meant. We all it know that you love like him. It seems like he plays them the same way, but he actually doesn't. John McBain was a jerk. I liked him, but he was... Okay, I only know him from General Hospital. I don't know him from One Life to Live. He was just very cocky. Okay. Which is fine. It but, makes sense. But, it, but it was Caleb and Finn and Silas all aren't. Although they kind of all did have a little air of something. Right. I don't think he plays them the same. And I think watching the different episodes, you can see that for sure. Yeah. But he definitely has a way of acting that connects them all. Yes. So this was a little bit longer than I thought it was going to be. I thought we would definitely be able to trim down. Yeah. That happens a lot. We think things are going to go one way and then they don't. <laughs> That's because we didn't realize there was so much. I know right. even Caleb, again, he was only on GH for a month. So I thought, how many episodes could that? He was the episodes for that whole right. month. Again, you got into the side stuff of Lucy and Kevin. And that was whenever Felicia like announced that Lucy was her best friend. And I thought, I've never heard that before until recently. I guess she said it back then too so it was neat to see those different characters but right. it was a lot more in-depth than i thought that it was gonna be well and like this didn't go that far into his drug addiction like, right. that was a huge part of mm -hmm. maybe he'll help sasha recover maybe Ooh, hey if there's one storyline you want to drop during this whole hiatus it could be sasha becoming a drug addict very true but if not maybe i'll be the one that helps her and she'll just join the club of him and Alexis. Yes. There we go. So, yeah, I guess join us on Monday as we discuss whatever they're showing us this week. Because we're recording this before we're watching them. So have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.